This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Many of you would have heard this particular song, struggle song, being sung in the most moving fashion at the funeral of the late Chris Hani. It's certainly the first time I heard it. And, you know, even the optics, the imagery at the time um, of revolutionaries who just come back home to South Africa, many who'd been away for as many as 30 years years standing in their MK regalia giving that final salute to their commander it was a sight to behold uh, given uh, the precipice that South Africa found itself on um, more than 30 years ago but in this rendition Hambagasem um, Konto is being performed by the Quaver vocal group. Um, and Sabelo Mtembo is the conductor and composer of the Quaver vocal group. And it's actually an old struggle song being performed in the modern democratic era. And so that metaphorically as well is interesting. Mm. Uh, and we can speak to Sabelo about that. But what it does tell me is um, there's still a nostalgia. There's still a healing that South Africa's undergoing. There's still um, a use of song and music to process very difficult emotions in the country. And there's still a love for the tradition of choral music, which certainly when I was a little girl growing up, was a huge phenomenon. Mm. It was a huge cultural tradition. There were actually choral music competitions mm. that used to take place. Uh, and I know that a lot of the ladies in my community, because I lived till I was about seven years old in Pimville, Soweto, a lot of our neighbors were members of one or other mm. choir. And it was a social activity. Uh, on a Saturday afternoon and there'd be practices on a Wednesday as well uh, as our mothers or our fathers went to their uh, choral practices mm. because we also got a strong religious tradition in South Africa. Um, music is an embedded part of the worship. Yeah. Um, and this kind of music where people are singing a cappella without instrumentation, using just their voices. It's something uniquely South African. And then I also remember, I'm reminded some of our listeners that um, for those of us, uh, children of the late 70s and 80s, <laughs> we would watch SABC Imi Zwilili. It, it was actually Ungamboti, the first Ungamboti, one. Ungamboti, the first one, and then Imi Zwilili. Then Imi so Zwilili. <laughs> Sundays, you knew. Yeah. <laughs> that's what television was. Yep. 
choral competitions yeah. for like five hours yeah. of the evening. So it's a huge, huge tradition in South Africa. Sabelom Tembu, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Lerata. And who is Sabelom Tembu? As I said, he's the conductor of the uh, Quaver. Uh, vocal group, but he's also the producer of Melody, the evolution of South African choral music, which my understanding is mm. a performance that's taking place at UJ, the Arts Centre this weekend. Correct. Tell us yeah. about that. Um, so, the, the, the Melody is a production uh, by myself as uh, an artist residency, yeah. um, which, 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 which I was offered by the University um, of Johannesburg. Yeah. Um, so the university has a residency program mm-hmm. uh, on an annual basis for artists or okay. you know who want to go into research and produce a um, a creative output. So um, the project involves a lot of uh, research into whatever subject that you, you you want to research in. Obviously, it has to be within the yeah. field of art, whether yeah. it's film. Uh, uh, graphics or anything, right. so I chose the choral, okay. um, the choral discipline, um, and choral in a sense that you know, w- whenever we think of choral, we just think of Western classical music and um, music of notes, you know, yeah. uh, with notes. But in fact, uh, in my project, I cover it to a span uh, of um, you know folk music because mm. folk music. Choral music simply means that it's music of the people, yeah. music that people sing in yeah. that particular place or choirs sing. Um, so in this project, I'm covering, you know, the history of choral music That's from a true. political lens. Okay. And because w- whenever I get a, an opportunity to travel around the world and speak about South African choral music, people ask me this simple question. Why is South African music so unique? Like any ear around the world can pick it up and say, this is South African. Firstly, because of, as you said, the, the, the emotional aspect yeah. of it, um, you know, and, and, and just how we, we, we harmonize out of, okay. out of the blue. You know, yeah. you don't need to teach us how to do it, but we just harmonize out yeah. of the blue because it's sort of engraved in us. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that history or the historicity of choral music, because I think we find it in almost every realm of mm. public life, social life in the, in the country. Mm. Um, there's music that comes from the mines mm. that's associated mm. with those early days of the mm. discovery of gold and minerals, yeah. the migrant labor system, mm. people coming. That's music. Yep. There's choral music associated with um, rural folklores, as yes. you're telling us. Guijos. There's been this yes. whole discussion yeah. now in rugby <laughs> about war cries. Yes. And people have had to come in and say, no, there's iguijo. So there's yes. that historical yes. aspect of praise poetry mm. as well. Mm. Then there's choral music like this. Mm. Songs mm. of the struggle, the str- protest. Yeah. Exactly. So in different aspects of public life... Mm. Music has informed how South Africans express themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, to narrow it down to saying this is what choral music is, is actually doing it an injustice because it's so it's so vast. You know, Mm. Um, you look at how we've been influenced, like, for example, call and response type of singing. You know, a leader would say something and then the whole choir would say something that's uniquely South African. And it comes from the days of the Khoisan back before, you know, the 1600s, yeah. way before, before that. In fact, yeah, in a, exactly. In about yeah. 200 BC, you know, right. that style of singing, um, co- compound rhythms, you know, like clapping on a, a very complicated time. Those are things that Western people <laughs> have to go to school to study. 
but for us, um, it comes so naturally. And as you said, um, music from, from the mines, this tatamiya actually came from there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and how, if, if you listen to Zulu music, for example, like in Zulu music, the bass line is the melody. Yeah. Unlike in the Western culture, the, it's the soprano, that's the, that's the melody. Right. Whereas in Zulu music, the bass line is the melody. That's because of the culture of the Zulu people where you have regiments, you know, people, Amabuto, yeah. and they, they used music as a tool to uh, psych themselves up when they go into battle. Yeah. And so uh, the bass line, because it, it was mostly made up of men, yeah. the bass line became yeah. then more prominent yeah. and it, 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 end, it ended up becoming a... What, what we now know as a melody. And it's interesting because um, I met a colleague in Cameroon who actually said that, you know, in African music, and he was speaking about his culture, yeah. he, was, he said that you just need two things. You need rhythm yeah. and the bass line. Yeah. And I was like, that's very interesting because yeah. that's the same in, yeah. in, 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 in my Africa, culture yeah. in South Africa. So there's so much. Like I said, when it comes to choral music, it's really not just about Western influence. It's really yeah. broad. And unfortunately, in this show, we only have about know, an hour know, to, you know, know um, but, to, to but, talk but, about but the history. But there's learn, so much. There's Cape Malay. There's, there's, there's so much. It, that influences. Yeah. yeah. So choral music, uh, simply put, it's, it's the singing of choristers. Yes. But it's people using their voices, my understanding. So mm. the one unique aspect I've been told of mm. South African music is that we don't rely on instrumentation. Absolutely. That's the defining variable of South African music versus any other African genre. We don't have to have an instrument. The voice is the instrument. The assembly of those choristers is where the musicality of it. Explain to us what that that, is. That's where, for example, clap and tap. Sorry, I've got this Trump thing going. Go, go, go. Clap and tap. (laughs) Clap and tap. Um, With clap and tap, for example, um, it's called body percussion. Because obviously, if you think about our history as well, we didn't have access to instruments. Instruments were sort of a luxury. Um, We had indigenous instruments that we made ourselves, like the djembe and umakweana, all those instruments. Yes, we had that. But in a choral setting, for example, in the Western culture, you have to have a piano in order to be able to teach the choir music. But we do it by by rote, which which means by ear. Yeah. And our ability to learn music by ear makes us so unique because then it means from the ear, it comes through to the voice and we're able to just um, use the voice as an all-encompassing aspect in our musicality from... In fact, beatboxing is actually a a, 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 a South African thing. You know, they do it in the U.S., yeah. but look at Izayoni, for when example. Exactly. <laughs> Izayoni, they do that. It's yeah. just normal, you know. Yeah. Um, so all those things. So the voice for us, as you say, is very important because it controls everything that we do okay. in music. So, But yeah. we do have, so what you're saying is there are also rudimentary instruments as well. The kora, the djembe, the yes. lisiba. I'm thinking of that one yes, in yes, yes. as well. So we do use small instruments. But we do use, the, the, yeah. The heavy lifting is the body, it's the clapping, it's the voice. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, and that's why with, with, with dancing, for example, we don't dance to what we sing, if that makes sense. Okay. So we will dance on a different rhythm to what we sing. Um, so, for example, clap and tap. Uh, you'd clap here, but you'd be singing something else. Da 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 de. You know, just so that it, it it's sort of an an accompaniment okay. to what you're singing. You know, so it's um, texture. It, it gets texture. Yeah, and when I travel overseas, a lot of people when I teach, uh, for example, American choirs, 
um, you know, finding the African rhythm, it's really difficult because they are just used to the voice is for singing. Yeah. The body does nothing else. And for okay. us, um, the body and the voice are sort of one and uh, you can't separate okay. the two from 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 okay. from from the music. You just said something interesting to me. So when we do watch choirs perform, mm. they'll start off singing nicely, and then suddenly they start dancing in a rhythmic fashion. Yeah. And as they shuffle their feet, clap their hands, mm. it adds another dimension. It almost creates an instrument yeah. that dance as they move yeah. in a particular way. Yeah. Absolutely. And then they stop again. And then change tempo. So that's what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. Uh, we also tell an interesting story of uh, how the Khoisan actually used dance as a, a form of healing. And that has actually been carried through in our tradition. And if you look at churches, if you look at Zion, for example, yeah. that thing that they do in a circle yeah. is a spiritual thing. So dance for us, rhythm and dance is actually more spiritual yeah. than just you know, hey, let's create a rhythm. It's actually yeah. far more spiritual. You yeah. know, when we dance and sing, um, it does yeah. something to to the spirit. And I don't um, know enough about Islam. In fact, I know nothing about Islam. But, <laughs> but uh, I've, I've seen Sufism, which yes. is a, a, where yes. they spin yes. around yes. in those capes. Yes. yes, It is about creating that kind of spiritual trance Absolutely. in dance. Yes, yes. And so it, you're saying a similar sort it's of a thing. Similar, it's a similar thing. Um, you know, I, I think... When you have to sing a choral piece where you are just standing, it's more technical, yeah. right? It's in it's in the head, so you have yeah. to remember everything, which is fine, which is good. Make sure that you sing the correct notes. But then once you move away and you do an African piece and you begin to dance, it's almost like you release a certain energy that you might not yeah. get, okay. you know, and it... And you, you feel it even with the audience. The audience all of a sudden changes, you know. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they begin to ululate because it's an, it's an exchange of, of energies okay. of sorts. So um, it, it, it's, it's very interesting. Okay, let's talk about assembling a choir. And perhaps I should embarrass myself right now and, <laughs> and tell the listeners how our conversation began when you came into the studio. So I was like, so, Sabe Long Tempo, what? You, you represent the Kava musical <laughs> group. And he laughed. And he said, no, it's quite... <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, apologies. And what is quaver? And you said, it's a musical note. Yeah. So what are those notes that need to be assembled in order to create a really functional, beautiful choir? Ooh, yeah, that's a very interesting question. I think, um, first of all, you just need to find people who, who are like-minded. Mm. Um, I guess as the conductor, you have to be the bearer of, of the vision. It's like running any organization, right. really. Um, you have to get people who are really passionate about music um, and really do music that they will also enjoy. Because at the end of the day, being in a choir is not about the conductor. It's about the conductor and the singers. Right. You know, you want their hearts to be uh, in that. And then obviously there's, 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 there's more work. You know, when we perform on stage, it just sounds nice, but people don't know the, the behind the scenes, like rehearsals, yeah. long hours of rehearsals, learning music. Because um, sometimes, I mean, we, in fact, our choir is, is more classical yeah. um, than anything. So we do very, very technical Western choral music. Okay. So having to learn all of that um, and looking at a, a, a country like South Africa, we've got so many cultures yeah. and we've got so many ways of singing. You've got people who you, who, who have a choral background then you've got people who have a traditional music background yeah. and gospel music background so now you have to find a common ground in terms of how to produce a sound okay. that is 
sort coherent. of yeah, coherent and one that you know sounds like one group. Okay, but so what that are you the fundamentals? So each choir has to have what? Bass, tenor, yes, alto. Yes. I mean, it, it it can differ. Sometimes you can have a a homogenous choir where you have just a male choir. So the, in that case, you would probably have tenor one and tenor two, and then okay. you've got bass one and bass two. But a mixed choir normally is composed of soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. And then even those can be split because not all sopranos are, are real natural sopranos. Right. You've got the mezzo-sopranos who sing lower, and then you've got the, okay. the sopranos who are much higher. And then you've got the basses who are more baritones, and then you've got the bass profundo, which is the, the deeper okay. basses. Um, okay, can I yeah. go offside? <laughs> Mariah Carey, yes. that soprano. Is that a soprano or is she screaming? I'm never sure. Don't That's answer. a really difficult one. Because <laughs> that note, I'm not sure what what well is. No, she 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 can she she's got quite quite range, but also the voice is interesting because she's not using the voice that we're thinking she she has. So we've got three voices. Actually, okay. we've got two voices okay. or two registers. Actually, three. So you've got the chest register. This is my speaking voice, and then you've got the middle register, which is a little more uh, softer, okay. and then you've got the head register, which is. Soprano um, uh, okay. falsetto, so she accesses that, that voice. Oh yeah, that gosh. not a lot of people. She wouldn't access that voice with her chest speaking voice. Okay. So when she speaks, she actually has a deeper voice. Yeah. But then when she goes Sing. into the head okay. voice, then she can reach those. Beautiful notes. choirs are the ones that um, are majority male and young boys under the age of thirteen. Why is that? Why do they sing like angels? It's. I think it's a. It's a choral tradition in England. I think it's uniquely uh, English. Okay. Um, it's it's also the tradition of the Anglican Church. Okay. Um, mainly because um, the purity of their voices at a young age um, allows them to be able to, you know, sing like angels. Right. And then as their voices break, yeah. then they become basses, but you still have that purity in that. Wow. So there's this, a smoother transition it's easier to get them when they're young in zulu okay. we say ligotwa li say man yes, yes. so i think that that that, that that's that's what okay. happens there okay so let's talk about the melody uh, evolution of south african choral music the festival mm. this week please yeah so it's happening at the uj art center the theater uh tickets are available at plankton uh tickets um for a hundred rand uh tickets are still available and it starts at 7 p.m it's going to be an exciting. In fact, we are accompanied by a live jazz band. Oh. So that makes it even more interesting because now it's almost like a fusion of choral music, folk music and jazz because all of this is actually African. Jazz oh, music originated in, in Africa. So. so UJ Art Center this weekend. Tickets are 100 rands only. Mm -hmm. It is uh, the Quaver uh, vocal group alongside a jazz band. Uh, tickets, you can find them at Plank. Blankton, okay. yes, dot com or dot Oh, come on. Let's go and support <laughs> the beautiful arts. And congratulations on the work you do, Sabelo Mtembu, Thank you so conductor much. and composer. It is the tradition of choral music. Just before the, the news, um, I just said to Mo, remind us again why South Africans love this. <laughs> That is the iconic Imilonji Gantuga. News time.
You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.